Hello, this is Father Mike Walker of Father Mike's Podcast, Father Mike's Bible Study Podcast, and the Catholic Combine, the pastor of St. Cecilia Catholic Church in Beaverton, Oregon. If you would like more information about the parish or the podcast, please feel free to email me at frmikewalker at gmail.com. And now, today's podcast. So in our first reading, we have a great reading by uh, Elisha being received by this family and the family showing hospitality because he's a prophet, he's a man of God. And in the gospel, we have some interplay where Jesus is expressing that being a, being a prophet and uh, receiving prophets in our own lives of faith. And there is something I think that, that brings a little more context in this, and it actually was something that came a little sooner in that book of Kings. And it had to do with the calling of Elisha. It's a little confusing in some ways because we have Elijah, who was the first big prophet in the book of Kings, and then we have Elisha, who comes after him. And actually, technically, I should say Elisha instead of Elisha, but it's confusing enough as it is. So I like the Spanish equivalent. The names are distinct. But nevertheless, we have Elijah who calls Elisha. And when he calls him to be a prophet, that Elisha responds by saying, first, let me go and say goodbye to my parents and uh, let me kind of take care of the, the business. And uh, so anyway, uh, Elijah gives him the permission to do that. So he goes back. He says goodbye to his parents. He goes and he slaughters his oxen and offers up sacrifice and gives everything away. And then he goes and follows Elijah. And then he learns to be a prophet. And then, of course, we have the second part of it that we heard today. But the reason why that's important is because it does give the initial context to the gospel reading. Because Jesus is saying, if we don't love him more than even we love our own children or our own parents, that we're not worthy of him. And it seems like that's uh, kind of a harsh statement. But actually in Luke's gospel, he even uh, says it even more bluntly. He says, if you don't hate father and mother, and, and what he's getting at is obviously we're not supposed to hate our fathers and our mothers, but he's saying that there is an absolute um, commitment that we have when it comes to being disciples. Uh, that's why Jesus in the gospel says that, you know, anyone who looks back is not worthy of me and anyone who says first let me take care of the family business is not worthy of me because it's this immediacy of the gospel that there's not even going and saying goodbye to our parents and not even going back and taking care of business is more important than immediately following Christ and so this is a part of a pattern that we have in the gospel that we can't just be mediocre we can't just follow Jesus out of convenience we have to follow him and follow him fully and put nothing else in front of him not even the things that we love the most in this world which would naturally include our parents and our kids so this is the context of that but there is a great wisdom in it as well because if you love God first and foremost that will help you to be able to love correctly uh, there's one uh, it was kind of a, a survey that was done and it was asking parents what they want most for their kids and the parents were giving answers that we would expect well I want my my kids to be happy I want them to be healthy I want them to be well educated I want them to be successful and then they were asking what they brag about when it comes to their kids and what they brag about most are how well they did in school how cute they are um, the things that they've done how good they are in sports 
and uh, how intelligent they are. And, and these are the things that typically come out. None of those are bad things, of course, but I wonder if that's the most important thing or the things that we should be reinforcing and encouraging most in our children, or for that matter, for ourselves, or for that matter, for our other loved ones like our parents, or for that matter, the church, or for that matter, our country. You know, that maybe there's something more important that everything else, if we, if we follow that correctly, will we'll fit into place better. Uh, there was a friend of mine from college, and uh, to be honest, uh, when he was in college, he was uh, a little immature in some ways. Actually, for that matter, I was too, you know. So anyway, but we, we became good friends in college, and uh, we, we still are good friends. And uh, after a while, he got married and he had four kids. And so I was asking him just in a casual conversation, I said, hey, Rob, what do you want most for your kids? And without even thinking, he said, I want them to be godly more than anything. And I was a little surprised, uh, first of all, because he was so flaky when he was young. But, but secondly, it was like such a good answer. You know, it was almost like when they asked King Solomon, you know, what do you want as king? And the, the prophet asked him that. And his answer was, I want wisdom. Well, he could have wanted all kinds of things that were more self-serving. He could have said, I want riches, and I want power, and I want success. You know, but he didn't say that. He said he wanted wisdom. And we all know the rest of the story. He kind of lost some of that wisdom down, down the road. But nevertheless, you know, I think the right answer is important. And Rob gave the right answer because if our kids are godly, then that means that they are going to know what's most important in their life. They're going to love God above all. And they're going to love his gospel and his teaching, and they're going to apply it in their lives, and they're going to be good people, which is much more important than just being successful or being good-looking or being good at sports. You know, but we can apply that to ourselves as well. Now think about some strangers you might know. That sounds funny, doesn't it? How many strangers do you know? Well, okay, if they're strangers, I guess we don't know them. But, but what, I, what I want most in strangers is that they're godly. Because that means they will treat me justly and they will be a force for good in our society, you know. So, so really, I want that much more than I would want them to be good-looking or rich or powerful or successful, or successful or anything else. Well, if that's the case, if we want that in others who we don't know, well, maybe that's something we should be striving for ourselves, you know, that, that we would say, okay, I want to be godly. And actually, that is what I want. First, foremost, it doesn't mean that it doesn't mean that I get there, you know, but that is my, my goal. I want to be a saint. I want to be godly. Also, that's what I want for all of you. So sometimes it might seem that, that in, uh, in preaching or conversation or whatever it might be, uh, that, that I, I can be a little blunt sometimes. And that's because ultimately I'm, I'm trying to think, what is it that I can say or do that's going to help bring the most people to be saints, to be godly? And we're all imperfect. We don't all do that perfectly. But anyway, that is a goal of mine. So that's what I want most for the church. That's what I want most for priests. I don't really care if the priests are rich, powerful, successful, or anything like that. I want them to be godly. Uh, that also can be said, like being Fourth of July weekend, what do I want most for the country? I want us to be godly. I want us to be a godly country. I don't really care if we're the most powerful or successful country on earth. I want us to be godly. Well, anyway, I think that's an important thing for us uh, to put first and foremost, and that's what Jesus is getting at when he's saying that we have to love him above all and in front of all things. 
And if we do, then we will find that, that we are not only followers of Christ, but we're willing to make those hard sacrifices. Because, I don't know if you've heard this before, but the history of the church is filled with martyrs, people that have died for the faith, that their faith and their God was more important than their own lives. And we all know that there are things that are more important than our own lives. Our children or our family would be good indications of that. Uh, when it comes down to it, I don't know because I haven't done it, but I would hope that I would put my life on the line for the sake of my family and also for the church and for my God. You know, that, that these things are even more important than my own life. It was uh, the first part of COVID. I, I actually went to Japan, and when I came back from Japan, I more than likely had COVID, but there were no tests or anything, and I thought I just had a flu. And after I recovered from what I thought was a flu, um, I started getting these phone calls. You know, Father, you know, please come and visit my wife. She's in the hospital. She's dying of COVID. You know, can she, she just needs last rites, and, you know, please be there for her. And, and I, I didn't think twice. It's like, okay, sure. And I went and did that. And so I, I went into many of these rooms where people were coughing, and, and it, it, they had no protection back then. And even what we had didn't really work. Um, but at the time, I remembered thinking, well, if this is the way I go, it's kind of a good way to go. Because I get there up at the pearly gates, and St. Peter looks at me and says, well, you were kind of doing what you're supposed to do. You know? So that's a lot better than if I were being a coward and just decided, nope, I'm not going to do anything. You know, I'm just going to crawl in my hole and stay here for a few years. But, but I think there are things that are, are more powerful than our own lives, more important uh, with, that would include friends and family and, and the people we love. And it should include, of course, our God and our faith. But we should be prepared to understand that, that the way the world is, you know, that might be expected of us, and we should be prepared for that. We don't know what the future holds, but we do know that it seems that throughout history there have been, you know, different bouts of persecution for people that claim or wanted to be Christian. And so that is something to keep in mind. The, the last thing I want to talk about is just this whole thing about giving, uh, because uh, Jesus is talking about uh, receiving a prophet and, and giving as a prophet. So even if you give a cup of cold water to someone because they're righteous or a prophet, then you will receive a prophet's reward. There is something, of course, about being Christian and being generous, being charitable. And it's not always so easy. Uh, last week I was visiting my parents and we were going out to a restaurant on the way back. Uh, there was a, a woman who seemed confused and she was asking for food, and of course, we just finished coming from a restaurant, so we had food. I'm like, sure, you can have the food. And, and she goes, well, I actually want money, you know. And so um, I started talking to her a little bit, but, you know, mom and dad are in the car, and I, I got to get going. And uh, so uh, I was kind to her. She was kind to me, but I basically said, sorry, you know, I'm just not in the position to do that. And of course, statistics are running through my head, you know, the uh, enabling people who have different kinds of addictions. And she looked as if she was you know, addicted and had some different, different issues. But nevertheless, I didn't know anything for sure, and I didn't have the time to get to know anything for sure. Um, but, but this is kind of where I'm getting at. The, the important thing about that situation, regardless of everything else, is that, that I understand that she is a child of God, uh, that we are brothers and sisters in Christ, and that anything that 
I could do needs to start with an interpersonal relationship. So I suppose if I had more time and, and maybe there was uh, more opportunity, I could say, well, tell me your story. Let me know more about you. And, and, uh, and if nothing else, there would be you know, some sort of uh, conversation between each other as equals, as people of God, as brothers and sisters. And I think sometimes that gets lost in the whole thing about giving and receiving. In, in any time that, that we do give, there are three ways we can give. One is we look at it as a tax. Well, and I don't know about you, but I don't necessarily like giving tax, you know, money. <laughs> so, okay, here you go. You know, it, it's something I do, but I kind of do it because I have to and I feel obligated, but it's not necessarily something that I'm saying, oh boy, I get to give. You know, so there's some times that we give and it's like a tax. There are other times that we give and it seems more like, well, this is giving freely in a way that I might even feel good about what I'm doing because it is a charitable thing to do. And so that's something that, that we do sometimes. We give as a, as a charitable giving. There's the third way, which I think is best, and that's where we give because we have an investment in it and we recognize that it's something that I have a share in. So for example, when I give to the church, um, I don't do it like it's a tax. I don't do it like it's something that um, oh, well, I give to that church, and boy, don't I feel good because I did something nice. But I look at it as I'm giving to my own home. I'm giving to my own family. And so I want to support, and I'm invested in my family. So anyway, it's just maybe, maybe something to think about in whatever charitable giving that we do, that we try to look at it more as an interpersonal relationship and that we're invested in it rather than just something we do because we have to or something we do uh, just because we're doing it to that person or that thing or that cause and boy don't we feel good because we're doing something nice. With all that we have a few things to think about for this week and the first one is just loving God before all else. You know to really make him Lord of your life and place him first in what you say and what you do and his gospel. The next one is just recognizing that there can be and will be a cost that any time we take something seriously and we really do follow the Lord and do what he asks that there might be some kind of backlash from that but that's okay we kind of take we, we take a, an accounting of the cost that we're entering into and the last one is just whatever charitable giving that we might do that we just try to make it something where we are personally invested and we look at it more as a relational thing than a transactional thing Thank you for listening to today's podcast. May God bless you and be with you as you live out your faith and serve the Lord this week.